Hey, this is a disclaimer that we are not historians. We're comedians who enjoy history, gossip, and each other's company. Everything discussed is true to the best of our sexy knowledge. Also, this show is not for kids. There will be death, sex, and swearing. We want to make you feel good, but history gets pretty dark. So make sure to check the show notes for more details before listening. Hello and welcome to Historical Hookups. I'm Lauren. I'm Sarah. I'm Nalinda. And I'm Savannah. And if you're just joining us, this is a podcast where we dive into the love slash sex lives of historical figures. Thank you for joining us. So we have a special guest with us. She might have been the reason why we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> welcome yes. all to you. Yeah, welcome Anora. Hi, everybody. Ooh. I'm so happy. So happy this exists. Yes, she is the director of our sketch team. And when the boys didn't show up for a meeting, we were discussing, um, you know, what this podcast is about and she was like we should you guys should start a podcast because i will listen to this all the time right yes have you been listening all the time of course <laughs> great and also this is what happens when boys if you are late <laughs> those aren't just sitting around i don't know we're gonna like see you know shoot the shit no 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 they created a thing that now exists yep. and has many, many episodes. So this is what happens yep. when yeah. boys are late. Yep. Girls yeah. get shit done. That's right. Damn so, Honora Talbot, tell us a little bit about you. What do you What do you do? What's your thing? You're our director, but what else? I'm also a writer and a director of films. You know, I love history, and I have a, a new short that actually goes ahead of time in history to see what the world would be like if women actually ruled the world. Oh, okay. Um, I'm down. So a little bit of sci-fi, like future future kind yes, of sci-fi? this is a future thing. Mm-hmm. But I also had another project where I went back in time um, to the 1890s and just loved learning about women of that time and what their relationships were like. And that's why I love this podcast because there's so many things we just don't know or we just have antiquated ideas of what people's dating lives are really like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think my eyes have definitely been opened based on all the different subjects that we've, you know, dived into so far. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So we ask our guests, what is your relationship with sex or, and or history? You said you love history, so that's good. <laughs> Feel free to be as open or as not open as you'd like. Well, with history, I'm a very, uh, I, I love learning, and then I immediately forget. It's the Google age. <laughs> that's uh, uh, why we recorded this, because we need a recorded record. We need a record of yeah. what we learned, because we're not going to remember this in three, three days. <laughs> it's very true. It's a lot of information all once and then I'm like yeah. I don't remember anything yeah. I did. Yeah. What we're just gonna have a normal conversation without microphones about it? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll listen to these episodes again and I'll relearn every. I'll be like, oh my god, and I'm like, you're <laughs> the one talking, Sarah. <laughs> and you know my relationship with sex. Well, right now I'm in uh, a long term relationship. Um, we do not plan on getting married, but we have mm-hmm. a partnership great and yeah we're just sort of not into marriage okay Fair. good yeah you don't have yeah. to be in a marriage <laughs> i support you in this <laughs> uh, shout out to bill posley <laughs> uh, the partner that was mentioned yeah um, uh, for the record very cool partner i just want you yeah. at home to know <laughs> 
good Nora good is also dating a cool person. Yeah, <laughs> very cool, very cool, and a friend of the Burbs, and therefore a friend of the show. Also, would be good to be have on the spot. Oh, he's on our yeah. guest list. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's we haven't invited <laughs> yeah. him yet. But. He's definitely a future guest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we couldn't have him on before, before you. you. Yeah. No, that would be insulting. Pushed us to no. create. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> so we also start every episode off with a question. So the question today is, what is the sexiest fruit? Oh, man. I'm just going to say a grapefruit because of the grapefruit challenge (laughs) from Girls Trip. I think I would say strawberries for like the chocolate covered strawberries, Valentine's Day reasons. That's it. Just a sexy. I think it's also supposed to be an aphrodisiac. I don't know how much I buy into aphrodisiacs, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say cherries, even though I can't tie a cherry stem in my mouth, so I'm I know that challenge is very sexy that mm. I'll never be able to do. Oh, man. that should, I wish we had brought cherry stems to do it <laughs> like on the episode. To try to do I it. can barely tie a cherry stem with my hands. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're small. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with peach. Peaches look like butts. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic. Fair, it's fair. a classic. Yeah. Also the sexiest emoji. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fuck eggplants. That's not a sexy emoji. Jeez. Peaches. I will say, I did I did watch Call You By Your Name, and I was just sitting there on the throat of being like, why did this occur to you to do? Mm. I didn't you, see He that. fucks a peach in he that fucks, movie. Mm-hmm. He, ta- he takes out the pit, and he peach? fucks a peach, and I'm oh. like, feels like there could just be anything else in that room that would be like less messy. I don't know. Spoilers <laughs> alert. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen <laughs> it. Really I will. I will. <laughs> this is a different podcast. <laughs> if it doesn't, it, this should just make you want to watch the movie more. Uh, mm-hmm. He fucks a peach for no discernible reason. <laughs> okay, maybe I won't watch it. I thought it was because his desire was just... No, yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's a very sensual movie and um, it, uh, as someone who was not sensual at all, it, uh, <laughs> it was just a... Uh, it was intri- It was like a documentary. I was like, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything makes you horny. Okay. Okay. He'll <laughs> be like, he'll take like a bike ride or he'll like see a, a butterfly go past and he'll be like, I'm horny now. And I'd be like, fascinating. <laughs> yes. That movie was basically just like watching people sun kissed in teeny tiny shorts and like beautiful pastel and just being in Italy and like everything is arousal. That is yeah. what the movie is. I okay. mean, from yeah. the food to the wine. Obviously, obviously it's mm-hmm. it's the men together, but it's like everything about how it was shot. And it's in, yeah. it, is that in Italy, you said? Yes. I'm just going to yeah. assume that's just what Italy is like. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we dive into the main topic yeah. of our episode? Great. Yes. So our two educators are <clears throat> Melinda and Sarah. So tell us who we're learning about today. We are learning about Josephine Baker. She was a dancer and a singer in um in the 1920s through basically the 70s. Like she had a long career. She was one of the biggest stars in the whole world, but we don't hear about her much in America even though she was born in America because she was an African American in the 20s mm. and that segregation was going on and America mm. sucks. But if, over in France, where she became a superstar, they fucking loved her. She was yeah. the biggest deal she was in the, the goddamn world. The <laughs> biggest star in France, like, across the board. Like, highest paid. Wow. Um, uh, so this topic of the podcast was picked by our guest. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick Justine Baker? <laughs> well, 
I mean, I know a little bit about her and I did watch a movie about her, but more recently I've been reading about how she was bisexual and had, you know, a lot of different relationships. I would just love to learn more about them. Right. I mean, she was an extraordinary woman who did whatever the fuck she wanted. Yes. Yes. Who she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely probably one of the coolest people in history. Yeah. <laughs> every every portion of her life was like just so, she was going for it. Mm-hmm. Her whole life she was going for it. <laughs> so a little, a little tiny background of Josephine Baker before we get into her many, 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 many relationships. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Josephine Baker was born uh, Frida Josephine McDonald in St. Louis, Louis, Missouri on June 3rd, 1906. She was the daughter of Carrie McDonald, who was also... Um, she did vaudeville. Mm. So uh, she actually brought Josephine on stage when she was like one years old. So Josephine was in in the whole entertainment business mm-hmm. since she was a kid. Her father is said to be Eddie Carson, who was a vaudeville drummer. But uh, most people think that it wasn't her father because she was obviously looked mixed. And her both parents were supposed to be African-American. She doesn't think that's her real father. Or at least her um, son says this in his uh, biography about her. Yeah. And I, uh, I want to jump in that, like, Carrie and Eddie weren't married. So regardless of even just uh, how who Josephine looked like, um, mm-hmm. she never actually knew for sure who her father was. Yeah. And that was just, like, a big thing throughout her life, especially with America's uh, weird race stuff. The awkwardness of, like, she felt like half of her identity was this big question mark. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did you think that possibly her real father was someone that her mother worked for? Because her mother cleaned houses in very wealthy, rich families, or white families. And um, when Josephine was born, it was a complicated birth. And her mom had to stay in the hospital for, I think, six weeks. Oh, and so someone had to pay for so that. So they think that yeah. someone paid for that because mm. of she wouldn't have been able to do that. Sure. As uh, Sarah said, there's a lot of mystery around her father, which becomes a theme in Josephine's life. Josephine uh, had to grow up very quickly. She started working as a child, and she worked for this man who was 50 years old who went by Mr. Dad. That's what people oh. called him. Cool. It was Mr. Dad? Yeah. Oh, uh, that sounds like trouble. Yeah, he <laughs> ran an ice cream and candy parlor no. on the side. Yeah, and he liked uh, having girls uh, live with him, work for him, sure, etc. Yeah. Mr. Dad, yeah. Mr. Um, Dad. So far be it for me to assume what happened, but this is stacking up against him. I think we could all assume. Yeah. Originally, she was cleaning his house. He was giving her money and clothes. And Josephine uh, says that one day he made an advance on her and she refused him and ran away. Um, And then her mother made her go back. Her brother says that actually she was living with him. But either way, largely assume that this uh, this creep had a relationship of some sort with Josephine and pushed her mom to make uh, set up a marriage for Josephine, even though she was 13 years old at the time. Was uh, Mr. Dad? No, no, no. someone oh, else okay. as a way to get her out of the situation. Okay. Get her a legitimate husband. But she yeah. still forced her to go back to... Mr. Dad, isn't right? No, Josephine oh. claims that her mom, like in Josephine's story, she's like, he made an advance at me and I ran away and my mom 
took me back and said that you uh, like embarrassed the family and uh but her brother josephine's brother was like no that's not what really happened she was she was playing house with basically with a guy and Mm. the whole town was talking and was like no her mom was like i don't want this to happen and she was she was 13 yeah she was 13 oh Um, rough she's 13 years old when she gets married Mm. um so she might have been even younger (laughs) great Mm. so first marriage (laughs) already (laughs) 13 years old um she marries a man named willie wells which is they don't necessarily know how old he is there's no record assuming he was in his mid-20s yeah, you had a job and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> was that legal to get married when you were 13? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, they uh, they got married December 22nd, 1919, uh, with the blessing of her family and family friends and a minister. Carrie gave consent, even though it was illegal at the time, for someone to marry under the age of 15. So the marriage was never actually a real, a real marriage. Yeah. But... They thought it was. Well, I'm sure they were still having sex like it was a real marriage. Yeah, they were. They thought um, it was a real marriage. They didn't realize, even with consent from her mom, sure. it wasn't legal. Yeah, a theme with Josephine is like she um, she's very willing to just lie on forms. She doesn't mm-hmm. take them seriously at all. Well, okay. Which uh, maybe comes from, the, I'm sure during this, someone was like, doesn't matter, just say any age you want. Mm. Yeah. So who was this guy, the Willie? I do not. He's just that. some guy who was, was willing guy. to marry a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I was, there's not much <laughs> information about <laughs> him. How long were they married? Well, they were like they lived together in a in a furnished room, but eventually Willie couldn't make rent because all the money that he was making, Josephine would just spend. <laughs> on like nice things on like um, dresses and stuff. And okay. oh, you gotta remember she's also thirteen years old right yeah. now. Yeah. She doesn't know like anything. Yeah. So to make him like feel better she didn't want him to be so angry with her she pretended she was pregnant oh. <laughs> so that he would like stop being so mad that she's spending all his money on dresses but then he finds that she had her period and oh. they get into a big fight she uh cuts his head with a beer bottle oh um <laughs> and he uh, goes to the doctor that night to get it fixed and never comes back oh so he just abandons her yeah Basically. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure she was heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> her and all of her pretty dresses, just yeah. so sad. Cut to um, Philadelphia, where Josephine Baker meets her second husband, Billy Baker. So that's, that's two Williams in a row now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the son of a prominent black Philadelphian uh, restaurant owner. And his father was like, his father loved Josephine. I read a story that basically. Billy and Josephine were going together, and his father met Josephine and, like, took such a shining to her that it was like, marry this girl. Like, <laughs> do right by her. I don't want you just me- leading her on or nothing. And I, knowing what I know about Josephine, I don't think she was being led on. I think she was having a good time. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, but they got married. She was 15. Mm. She also should not have been legally getting married without any parental consent or whatever. Uh, but she felt... No need to tell the reverend at the ceremony that she was 15, nor that she was still married to somebody (laughs) else, (laughs) Um, or that she was probably already planning to leave. (laughs) I wonder, too, for her, it's like she didn't have parents. I mean, her mom seemingly was just didn't, even after the Mr. Dad, her solution was, let's just marry you to another younger Mr. Dad. (laughs) And... 
uh, and so if you know if she that guy never came back it's like she didn't really have a lot of options but mm-hmm. to have like another husband who yep just trying to get by yeah yeah, yeah. sad though but uh, it sounds like she has a great life so keep going yeah yeah, yeah. it gets better yeah i think um a big thing with josephine is like in many many ways she was incredibly lucky but i also think there's this idea of like um oh she's so lucky that she got to do all these things and nothing bad happened to her but like she was kind of exploited her whole life constantly, and it's just that she kept kept getting back up and kept putting herself out there. But, like, she was every, like, even when she's famous, uh, she's still sort of treated as an object by people, and it's it just never stopped. Just mm, never stopped yeah. uh, the sexualization and people uh, treating her this way, and she just, she just kept going. Yeah. Which, uh, shout out to Josephine. <laughs> so... Pa Baker, Billy's father, liked to take her to shows, and she she was a huge fan of vaudeville. She would watch performances, and she would like really pay attention to what was working on stage, especially with her mother being a performer. And he took her to um, the show Shuffle Along, which was an all black dance show, and she watched it. And I think at that she was just in her head, she was like, "And I'm going to leave my husband and <laughs> turn Shuffle Along." <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh. what she eventually did. <laughs> yep. So it was her father-in-law's fault in for kind of for taking exposing her to this yeah. like eye-opening show. Because she yeah she had previously auditioned and she was a little young and uh, she, she a little young time. for a show not young. <laughs> yeah. Get married. Uh, Get married. Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. Second marriage. <laughs> After seeing that show, next time there are auditions, she went, she auditioned, she did not tell her husband, she joined the show, she started touring with them, and someone who helped her get that role. Claire Smith. Yeah, so this was five months into the marriage. Oh. (laughs) She went, bye. Uh, All right. Laura Smith, uh, also a noted creep. Just putting that out there. Okay. Uh, A lot of creeps in this early section. Is she a dancer? Clara? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Clara Smith was another performer who took Josephine on as a protege. Clara was uh, known for having lady loves, and it's very, very likely that Josephine was one of her lady loves as a protege, and that's sort of how she got involved in this dance team and learned a lot. Yeah. Okay. Just a world full of exploitative creeps. Yeah. Of we, all genders. Do we yeah. know how old Clara was? Because she was, she was possibly, like, I think in her mid-20s. Oh, okay. At the time, so, like, at least 10 years older than... Mm. Than Josephine. Yeah. So still not great. Yeah, still. But I guess that, you know, she got to get into that show she really wanted to, which I assume was like the f- that was like her first stepping stone into being a no, performer ex- exactly. herself. Yeah. Yeah. That show eventually took her to New York. So she goes on tour and basically <laughs> left her husband behind for like two years. Um, and so eventually, yeah. <laughs> so during that time, uh, he was trying to make it in showbiz. As a what? As um, he an actor or something? Or? I think he was singing. I'm not know. exactly sure. I just know that he was trying, um, and I, he ended up in Chicago, and that's and her tour ended up in Chicago. So it's like, oh, I guess we could reunite now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time like she came back, he he failed. He failed at being a show business, mm. and he was already just waiting tables at a at a cafe. Sure, as you do, mm-hmm. as you do to this day. Yeah. During that whole time, she was uh, writing him. And sending him money, so he was living off her success. Oh, oh so she was taking care of him. Yeah, she does. She from this point on, you she does have a pattern of like she takes care of her men. She makes the money, and she, all these men live off of it. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she didn't, when she ran away with that show, she wasn't like, peace out, bye. She like still fulfilled a role like as. As a, yeah. I yeah. guess as. A partner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she okay. was still like super independent. She yeah, she went off and she got this job, sure. and she also like she had to fight to get up on stage in the first place. Uh, like once she joined the show, it still was hard for her to get stage time. Mm. But like once she got on stage, there's like a famous story that she sort of um she was filling in for someone, and she started doing like this whole comedy act where she shouldn't have been. She should have been dancing normally with everyone else, but she was like. Making these big expressions and doing like uh-huh. funny kicking kicking her legs it, in a funny it way, hamming it up. Sure. <laughs> and uh, this is there's a story that she um, was immediately fired for doing this. The reviews came in in the morning, and then they were like, "No, wait, <laughs> you're rehired. Everyone loved you." And that was that was kind of the rest of her uh, like in of super broad strokes thing. That was kind of the rest of her career is like just she became this. She uh, in America was like the biggest draw show girl that there was mm. of, um, of just like oh, the biggest draw chorus girl that there was there are clips of her dancing and it doesn't look necessarily like technically it's not like a ballet or anything but just like she's such a she's so fun to watch mm. she's she looks so comfortable and happy and it's she's just like amazing to watch there are clips on YouTube nice. like, you get yeah. it and she would make these big expressions. And I love that she was, she was a sex symbol later, but she was also funny. She was a comedy girl for us. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how much of her vaudeville exposure pushed her in the comedy direction. Because vaudeville is, it's like all comedy, right? It's like a lot of physical stuff. And if she was like going to vaudeville shows and taking notes, she'd probably be like, this is how to get a laugh. All right. Yeah. It paid off. It's great. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. All so the attentions on her. She's like, oh, okay. It mm-hmm. actually worked when I defy everyone and mm-hmm. been like, I'm going to do my own stuff. Yeah. As a as a ham myself, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So she was um she was doing well in New York, but there was also kind of a cap on the success you could have as an African American in the 20s in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and especially you know just like a woman. Just <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, so she was doing well, but when she got offered a show in europe she took it yeah (laughs) Yeah. nice yeah the funny thing before that um in 1925 she was doing a press conference in pittsburgh talking about how to be happy in marriage and she says it can be done i believe the couple that looks for trouble usually finds it the happily smiling pair goes merrily along forever after and then a week later in detroit she files for divorce (laughs) 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 yeah so that's and then she leaves to europe but but she was basically living in new york while he was living where chicago Chicago. okay she filed for divorce in detroit yeah yeah Um, so she was just definitely doing her own thing for a while but technically they never get divorce because uh-huh. the case gets dismissed because of no progress so they just she just filed and just never went to court for it oh mm-hmm. all right never like, finished it yeah she mailed off a thing and she's like that's probably enough <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah she was never good at documentation i guess but never. she keeps his name because it's a better stage name oh yes oh yeah she officially adopts uh yeah even though originally her name was frida mcdonald she became josephine baker which what about the josephine that was um, it. Was she was Frida Josephine? McDonald. Okay, yeah. got it. So okay. the, it, it's it is her name, but she definitely she picked a stage name. She picked 
an mm-hmm. identity, a brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how old was she when uh, she hopped on over to Europe? I think late teens, mm. wow. I want to say. Still a baby. I know. They d- they she, yeah, so she was life. still young, but she was um, like an adult. <laughs> yeah. Le- less sketch, less sketch. Like 19. Okay, yeah, 19. 19. Sorry, I was doing the math and it took me a while. (laughs) Very early in the morning. I hear that. (laughs) So she was uh, recruited for the show uh, that has a French name, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was basically the Black Review because over in France, they weren't segregated in France, but their their racism manifested more in being like super interested in Africa and African-American culture. Maybe fetishizing. Yeah, definitely. Like it was a... Basically, the idea of the show was like, we're bringing over black performers from Harlem so that you can see them. Uh, And that in itself was a draw. Yeah. So, you know, better than America. (laughs) Yeah. Still a weird setup. Still a weird setup. Mm -hmm. But she was recruited for this. She and a bunch of performers uh, came over and then they got there. And then um, the show was like, okay, so we think what we need to do to make the show work is we're going topless. And uh, the dancers were like, I don't recall agreeing to that because I'm from puritanical America and that is not how we do things in America. And they were like, would you like to buy a boat ticket back? Because we haven't paid you yet. And they're like, fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. Tops off. Uh, So she wasn't super hyped about this development, but it is how they do things in France. Yeah, the Moulin Rouge. And I mean, that was Yeah. She did have to become a topless dancer. I do think... Probably after she saw some shows in France, maybe she became more comfortable with just the the cultural idea. It takes that whole fetishizing thing to another level, though. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's not just with the culture, but it's also you know sexualized. Yeah, which is absolutely not great. But yes, she she was dancing topless, but it was you know it was art, <laughs> right? Yeah. And she became an overnight success. <laughs> great. She did have a little affair on the boat ride over. With, wasting uh, no time. Yeah. <laughs> you waste right no over. time. Yeah. <laughs> so the boat from New York um, to Europe, they did perform on the boat. So oh, okay. all the girls, she ha- and she was a star. So she like freaking loved it. She had her own cabin. Oh. Um, everyone knew who she was on the boat. And uh, one of the men in the orchestra, Claude Hopkins, um, she started a fair with, who was a married man. Oh. Um, he was tall and elegant with a beautiful angular face is what's described. Uh, <laughs> And also, the, they, they would play cards and drink and watch movies, but some of the girls in the chorus did not like this, and they often planned to throw <laughs> Josephine overboard because oh she God. was messing with a married man. Oh. So that was, like, the tension already Jeez. with this. Uh, so the group the, already didn't like her. They already yeah. didn't okay, like her. Okay, how about we throw him overboard? Exactly. There's two <laughs> people on. there. Takes two, y'all. Yeah, but because of maritime law, that is like what people did. (laughs) (laughs) I just like saw a thing about cruises. Is that like that's why like in the fifties and stuff, we'd be like, oh, I'm going to take my wife on a cruise, and really it means like, well, if an accident happens, that's how you don't have to get a divorce. You just throw her overboard, and that was like that's like a real thing. Like murders on cruises, like don't get solved. That's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. look into it. Historical (laughs) hookups is more. Often than not, a um, cruise motor endorsement <laughs> podcast because this is not the first time this has yeah. come up. Yeah. Uh, very true. We are sponsored by Cruise Motors. <laughs> uh, have an anniversary coming up? Think about it. 
<laughs> but if any cruise lines wants to sponsor us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get on a cruise. I don't care. I'm single. <laughs> no, no one to murder Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Come at me. Uh, Great. Can tread water for at least 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. I, yeah, I don't know why they were mad about her messing with a married man. She was just learning about French culture and preparing herself. <laughs> so his name was Claude, right? Claude. And he was French. Or not. Sounds French. I think so. Know, sounds I mean, if, if nothing else, a practice Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing Frenchman. Um, although she did often tell people, to, uh, again, she loved to make up her own history. And the way she said that she got to France a lot of times was that she fell asleep on the boat <laughs> and woke up in Paris. Wow. <laughs> and like she it was just, just by accident? And she just strolled into a topless review. Yeah. And like, oh. fame and fortune. Great. Which is great. Yeah, I mean, she definitely creates her own narrative. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, like, her own legend, I feel like. She's writing. Yeah. I mean, back then you couldn't, you know, no internet to check. Mm. Yeah, you just, just do some interviews. If yeah, you, you yeah. can say I'm happily married and be like, yeah, I haven't seen him in two years. <laughs> but they're going to print that. That'll do whatever the fuck I want. Exactly. Which yeah, I think yeah, she did oh. realize that because she would often do that. And she's like, well, at least I'm in the papers, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she loved to make announcements. And yeah. then later when they followed up, she was like, just having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> when she arrived in Paris, she also was she loved the city because she their couples would kiss on the street and hold hands, and she was like, "This is amazing." Oh, this is uh, this PDAs. Yeah, PDA was, was a thing. PDAs. Yeah, oh. it was just so simple. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, that's cute. That's very sweet. Yeah, so she's she's becoming a real star in France, kind of a fashion icon. People love her. Lots of people are drawing her. She's hot shit. In 1926, she meets Count Pepito. <laughs> Say that again, Count. Pepito? Pepito. <laughs> Italian. Um, an Italian. Count. Um, <laughs> Count. I cannot say his real name, and I'm not going to. She, uh, <laughs> they met, and he was like, I'm a Count, and she was like, and I don't have Google, so I'll believe you. And uh, oh, spoiler alert, not a Count, he's just some guy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Taking a page out of her book, though, just making yeah. shit up. Yeah. yeah. Um, at so, yeah, at some point he left and, uh, she like missed him and was like, why can't I fall in love with an orphan? Cause she assumed that his parents were fucking counts. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy. <laughs> Just a fucking con artist guy yeah, uh, he, playing her own game. He came to Paris basically to, uh, live off rich women. Like that mm. was later said. I, I mean, that's a plan. Yeah, yeah. Good work if you can get it. <laughs> and he did. Uh, <laughs> Count Pepito, though. What a name. <laughs> I love that he was, like, on the boat being like, what shall I call myself? Mmm, <laughs> Count. <laughs> no, Francisco, no. Um, no. Yeah, so they, they had a love affair. He left, and then uh, they missed each other, and he came back. Uh, he showed up uh, and said, I can't live without you. You're looking at your new manager. And oh, my God. And he oh himself a manager. Manager oh Count Pepito. <laughs> <laughs> of self-management. <laughs> I was like, this is the most L.A. thing I know. I've ever <laughs> heard of. <laughs> like, you match with someone on Tinder, and then he's like, and also, I'm your new agent. <laughs> oh I get 10% of all your shit. We're doing nothing and lying to you. I mean, did, did he have 
any experience in any of that, or was he just like, uh, "This I've is a watched chance you to before. make"? Yeah, I, I can do it. Yeah, I've seen shows. I think they originally met because he was teaching her how to tango, so oh, he has like okay. some experience of a dance teacher kind of thing. But he was also a car artist, so. Do right. you really have no. if much you're experience? if you're a car artist who's trying to be with rich women, number one, you just be an expert at tango. Yeah, because yeah. all you're doing yeah. is you're going to like fancy things and just <laughs> yeah. be like, "Excuse me, old woman with money, I would like to take you on this tango and have like a fucking rose in your mouth." So I feel like that <laughs> is just like a qualification yeah. of wooing <laughs> rich yeah. women. Yeah, take note, any <laughs> listeners who would like to. Uh, do that um, even now just learn to tango get yeah. a rose yeah. in your it'll, mouth and go look, to balls it'll yeah. look for you I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty confident so did uh, she hire him I guess yeah. I mean she just like she's not someone who says no to people <laughs> um, she's she's very generous with her time very generous with her money um, this is like going to be an issue throughout her life mm-hmm. in that like she's just very into agreeing to do stuff and agreeing to yeah. give money and then oh, later, no. people will be like, should you have done that? And she's like, it'll be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everything always works out. Sure. Well, yeah. But he's a con artist, and now he's going to control her money, and I don't like where mm-hmm. this is well, going. Well, here's the thing. Oh. You know who's really good at managing <laughs> con artists? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my fucking job is. Uh, he really he made her. She was popular in Paris, he, and he, help, he helped her become an international Oh, superstar. what a turn. Count, Count Pepito. Yeah. For the win. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there was money in it for him. Sure. And that, yeah. He knew how to get money out of rich people. Yeah. That was his whole deal. <laughs> like, he knew how to turn yourself into a count. So, yeah. like, he's sure. like, I'm going to. He actually hired a real countess <laughs> to help her be able to, like, it's kind of like Cotillion, where, you know, <laughs> to speak and what. Work you shouldn't use at dinner and just have nice. to be a lady in France. Oh, getting real pretty woman vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, he like he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you into a star. I'm gonna hire all these people. Mm. At least so you could con people. At but least really he was working for yeah. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just mooching, he was also part of the hustle to like make her a star. That's great. No, exactly. Yeah. Manager Count Pepitos. <laughs> a gamble, but it worked out. Yeah, they ran a club, Shay Josephine. Uh, oh, anyone who was anyone just like had a club in Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone just has their own club. He's a manager, probably still a lover, but she's still she's taking plenty of lovers at this time. Uh, she's hot shit, as I said before. Um, at least more like maybe a fuck her. boy at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of her lovers is a uh, Georgia. He has a French name and he was an author. He wrote detective stories. His main claim to fame is that he says he slept with. Tens of thousands of women. Who has the time? Oh, <laughs> Who yeah. has the time, sir? <laughs> yeah, there's like an interview with his wife afterwards, and she's like, I guess they slept together. I mean, if he says he's slept with 10,000 of women, like, she probably was one of them. Statistics. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, guess, I don't know at the time, but now I do. Yeah. I guess this makes sense to me as a writer, because, you know, you just, like, sit down and you're looking at a blank page. And you're like, mm, I can't. I got. I got to get a new project. <laughs> and maybe that happened ten thousand times. <laughs> uh, in I feel like even <laughs> he couldn't even masturbate ten thousand times. I know. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's a huge time event, As like, I said before, <laughs> I would like love someone be like, despite him, it's like I did the math. <laughs> It's fucking impossible. Yeah. Listeners, how long like you to been do that, man? Yeah. For us, 
how sexually active you were uh, throughout your life. Yes. Is it possible? Tweet us now. Show your work. <laughs> Remember, Next. 10 of thousands of women, not thousands of women, 10 of thousands. Mm-hmm. You basically fucked Paris. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a brag. It, it was the time to do but it. But it's like every, I feel like that's just what everybody said. Oh, yeah. She would also uh, go to hotel rooms with Bessie Allison and Pepito. Bessie wouldn't stay around because she didn't like Pepito and didn't like how he used to beat up Josephine. So he was, <gasps> oh, Pepito. Oh. He was, in other respects, a terrible manager. Uh, no person, Fuck just him. a piece of shit person. Oh, my God. Pepito. But it um, did sound like they were, like, in a trouble. Like, oh. Bessie, her, and Pepito. Was Bessie the Who's countess? Bessie? She was also famous, but this, the thing with Paris in the 20s is everyone was a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody was there who... It's an amazing writer or artist. Mm-hmm. Midnight in Paris, great movie. Yeah, just everybody, creative geniuses, mm-hmm. fucking okay. each other. Just fucking, yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone on the Titanic showed up, and I think the Titanic was before this, so. Uh, Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> a survivor? <laughs> just, she, was, she was a performer, too. Oh, um, Bessie. Bessie. Oh. Got it. Yeah. So they're kind of in a throuple. Kind of throuple the count's she- turned abusive. We don't know how, how long he's been abusive. Yeah. yeah. What a roller coaster. Because we thought he was going to be crap, and then he was profitable, and then he's crap again. I yeah. know. Get yeah. it, Pepito. Um, I mean, don't date your managers. Uh, yeah. So did Bessie leave them? Yeah, she, she, she would. She was I, hanging around. I think she stays friends with her for, like, most of her life, but yeah. doesn't want to doesn't wanna be around her during this time. Mm-hmm. But when do, I, when do we get rid of the count? Um, do we? It's, it's, wow, they still, yeah, he, they he, still dies he dies later. He dies. Oh, great! Okay, <laughs> awesome. Glad but before that, in uh, June 1927, she announced that she's gonna get, m- or she announced she's married to Pepito. Oh, oh no! Um, she does like a big whole press conference about <laughs> being married to him, and that they were married at the American consulate, and that the count, was, I mean, the Pepito was a count, and she's now a countess. Oh, <laughs> right? Oh, no, does someone check? <laughs> yep. Oh, no! <laughs> so, so the reporters go and check to see the marriage is real. And they both they go both to the consulate of um, an American, the American consulate and the Italian consulate, and there's no record oh. that they were married. And a lot of people get really mad at her for lying wow. that she just got married. And she's like, oh, no, I was joking, you guys. <laughs> this is joking. <laughs> I'm a comedian. You didn't get the bit. It was for a script that we were writing. Oh, and I was wow. just talking about the script oh that my gosh, I become a countess. so L.A. <laughs> The more it is, it's just like Instagram, and it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, just kidding. Yeah. yeah, a press conference, the original Facebook post. Yeah, yeah just like get a, accumulate likes, and then at <laughs> the next day yeah. being like, actually, never mind. Yeah, she um she got scared because the police was like, marriage people pay different taxes. Are you trying to do oh. tax fraud? Oh. And that's when she was like, no, we were just kidding. That's for a movie script, you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm actually married. I mean, I'm not a countess. Oh, <laughs> that's man. ridiculous. But it was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> it's worked for her in the past. Hey, uh, any press is good press. <laughs> but she does often refer, even after that, um, that she's married to Pepito. She often says that she that he is her husband. Mm. Even though she takes a lot of lovers. And even though while she's still already together. married yeah. twice yeah. from before. Yeah. She's never gotten divorced. She's never <laughs> divorced. Never successfully. <laughs> um, Only married, never divorced. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> marriages. She, yeah, she has a lot of lovers when they're working together. And her hairdresser would say that men would come and go and... 
he says that backstage, the rich ones waited for her. And of course, when she came in the next day, she would be wearing a fabulous new piece of jewelry. So she, she, she was newsing some men. All right. Did anybody ever check like at the time that Pepito was not a real count? Or is that not? I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so they just... I don't think anybody actually really believed he was... Okay, got it. It was just... <laughs> like, he just called himself a count and they're like, sure. In 1928, in Budapest, a fight broke out over her when uh, Pepito became fed up with the fawning attention she received from a Hungarian cavalry captain Mm. named Andrew Slavoldi. He challenged the captain to a duel. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me this is how he goes. No. (laughs) But not just any kind of duel. They they met in a cemetery with swords. Oh, come on. (laughs) They are so overdramatic. I love it. We shall meet in the cemetery. Yeah. Bring your sword. When one of us dies, the other shall bury them. (laughs) I feel like that's exactly it. They're like, wait. Should we bring a camera for this? <laughs> we should record this, right? Make sure that my tombstone reads count. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, Josephine Baker was, like, cheering this on on top of a tombstone. She's like, yes. yes she probably has her pom Oh, man. Yeah, she was there. But she, like, put a stop to the fight when someone actually, like, got hit by the sword. And she's like, oh, wait, no. Oh, it's okay. too real. It's too real. <laughs> and convince them, like, it's fine. Oh, my Just God. I'm picturing her, like, Instagram live streaming this all. Yeah. yeah. Like That's exactly happening. what she would be doing. Yeah, yes. For she sure. was having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, they're fighting about me. And they're like, oh, wait, no, someone might actually get hurt. Never mind. Stop, oh, please. Okay. So she wasn't a monster. No. Okay. Also, they were the one who had a problem, but then they were stupid enough to have the duel. Yeah. 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 True. With swords in 1920s. Yeah. When <laughs> guns exist. <laughs> I'm like, mm. oh, I mean, well, like Hamilton, Berlin. Yeah, if it was in America, it would have been for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, more romantic with. But it's actually probably really good that it was a sword. Yeah. 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 Uh, by 1930, they she was earning a lot of money by then, so she actually bought a house on the Avenue Bagud. I can't speak French. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just want to say this in a Spanish way. They're all Latin based, anyways. And she also buys a villa, La Bouchene, which was a mansion surrounded by lawn and trees, and a river ran through it, and it was a big property, and her bathroom was covered in silver plates, and it was very... Whoa. So she she was earning a lot at that time, um, and Pepita was there with her. Living it up. Living it up. Sure. In his little, probably little pool guest house that was yeah. like... <laughs> I just I just imagine him as a very small man who has a little beret, <laughs> has a little cane. But he was Italian, so was Italian. It, was very, it was very like. What's an Italian hat? He was like the suave looking kind of guy. Are fed, uh, fedoras? No, uh, Italian. I don't know what the Italian hat is. Straw hat. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say um, fedora. Maybe feel just like, like a big scar. Because yeah, I, I feel like gangsters, yeah. like the like the mob, like they're like Italian. <laughs> like the, they wear like yeah. hats like that. Yeah, listeners, uh, let us know. Italian hats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here we oh. have our engineer John of Pinkrop Loft has done some research here. A variety of hats. Oh, how about the uh, the Italian chef hat? Let's oh, imagine the Italian, Italian, <laughs> Italian chef hat. <laughs> we should have posted this on our Instagram. That makes the episode comes out. Definitely, Pepito, the Count in a chef yeah. hat. In a chef hat. In 1935, she uh, she does actually finally like break up with him because she wants to. Have a more suitable husband, but I also think it's when she is trying to think about children. 
So oh, at okay. this time, she is going to a lot of doctors, and every doctor is telling her she is unable to have children. Rough. Oh. Um, How old is she at this point? Uh, when was she born? 1906, so it's 1935. So she's 29. God, okay. that's... Yeah, um, just looking to settle down. <laughs> yeah, so she's looking. But in October 1936, Pepito dies from liver cancer. Oh. Uh, he was 37, so he was pretty young. Before that, he was fighting with her because he... They were estranged by this time, and he's like, you owe me money. I made you. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So he yeah. was, like, trying to get his his money's worth. Yeah. And Someone already said fuck boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Great. Exactly. But um, even that, she took care of his funeral services. She actually, yeah. like, built this huge mausoleum for him in Sicily. Wow. So. She's very classy. Yeah. 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 And did it say count? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's a good I'm question. sure it did. I'm yeah, but she wouldn't go near it because she said that he had his evil eye on her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she took care of him, but she never visited. Mm. She did enough. She did enough. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. like your closure. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we're gonna build a nice mausoleum, but far away. Yeah. From me. A nice mausoleum I for this never visit. abusive partner who also. Yeah, basically, yeah. she was already famous and just, yeah, yeah. get out of here. Used, used her a lot. But yeah, the truth is, that's why it's so fucking complicated, because sure, you could still have helped her career, but she was definitely the talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel still feel like somebody else could have been managing her and making her famous who wouldn't have been fucking abusive. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. Or a liar. Or a <laughs> liar. <laughs> Or a liar. That too. Around this time, uh, she goes back to America for a quick tour. And America um, still fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, she has to just deal with a lot of racism over there that she just doesn't have to deal with in Europe. And it pisses her off. And so when she like gets there and she's she's like not allowed in hotel room, like hotels to stay there. And Mm -hmm. in France, it's like she's allowed everywhere. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole culture shock again. So I'm sorry if I missed this part, but did did she come back to visit or did she move back? No, no, um, she came back uh, as part of like a tour. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, that was the thing is, like, she would sell out rooms and then, like, she couldn't go somewhere afterwards. Yeah. She she would always insist on playing in front of uh, non-segregated audiences. Mm. And a lot of clubs were like, well, then I guess we got to cancel the show. And yeah. she's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so she comes back to France and decides that what she's going to do is marry a Frenchman so that she can finally get official French citizenship because fuck who American citizenship. Yeah. Good. Um, and so she marries. Um, I'm sure that there's a friend. I'm sure it's like Jean she, Lyon. Jean Lyon. It's spelled John Lyon. And I'm just going <laughs> to say that. Uh, it's spelled uh, Jean Lyon. Jean Lyon. Jean Lyon. Uh, Jean Lyon. And her no. got married in 1937. He was a businessman. He wasn't like even super successful. He was just some guy and she was looking to marry a frenchman sure, um, sure. was she still thinking about kids or did she yes, accept she's always thinking about kids. okay yeah. so she didn't accept that she couldn't get pregnant she just um, kept she's like nope i'm gonna keep on yeah she's trying. keeping on it um okay. she yeah. does to skip ahead she eventually has a miscarriage that sort of gives her an infection she has to get a hysterectomy oh um that's sad for her yeah. but um uh, She's still doing fucking spy work when she's doing that. <laughs> Just skip ahead. Uh, um, so, yeah, they get married. It's not like a long 
particularly successful marriage because after a while he just starts uh, taking female lovers again. She's taking lovers again. Typical uh, marriage of convenience. (laughs) Yeah. He basically just also spends all her money. Oh, that's that's what he's just doing. He's apparently he spends five million francs of Josephine's money in one year. <gasps> um, what? That's a lot of dresses, Charlie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she's by when she gets married, she's like, this is gonna be my farewell tour. She's like, I'm a married woman now. I'm gonna oh, quit show business. That's cute. So she has a farewell tour, but when she comes back, she sees that her husband had like moved in all his family uh, <laughs> into, the, into the mansion and she was so like upset about this because she didn't feel comfortable in her own place anymore and his mom was kind of in charge and she couldn't like walk around naked anymore that's how uncomfortable she felt oh my god um so again as a way to get rid of the family she pretended she was pregnant Yet again. Wow. And uh, it worked so great the first time. right? Yeah. And that she lost it so that her that his mother would like back off. Mm. Um, But then, you know, they get divorced in 1941. Wow. Yeah. So it's not much of a long marriage. She just really married him for French citizenship. And she got that citizenship. And she did it. Mission accomplished. Um, So much money to blow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot. Like in the 30s. A lot. Like, like yeah. that's yeah. like, what is that, that like thirty million dollars? Like, <laughs> yeah. But she was also like the highest paid person. Uh-huh. And it's like also like this is just after like the Great Depression, and it's it's like it's like mm-hmm. she's like making so much money. Yeah, and she's it's, just gone, and he's like, I'm gonna spend it all, just blowing it. Um, <laughs> so around this time, an interesting time to become a French citizen, World War II. She's a huge star, but the war breaks out. Obviously, things are pretty rough. And she gets recruited by this man, Jacques Aberdy, who uh, was looking for honorable correspondence, which meant free spies, unpaid spies, unpaid mm-hmm. spy interns. Oh, my uh, goodness. You don't even get course credit because you're not allowed to tell people you're a spy. So, uh, so L.A. Yeah. So L.A. It's just like being an assistant in L.A. being an unpaid spy. And, um... <laughs> Because she was a huge star and um, able, and uh, she did tours, it, she was able to just like cross borders without it being suspicious at all. Yeah. Um, and she was, she often would, she would get people out of countries by being like, "Yeah, they're part of my entourage." <laughs> this, oh, this wow. guy's definitely a dancer for sure. <laughs> Part of the yeah. Don't check um, his calves. He's totally yeah. 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 do a twirl. Do a twirl. Which um, goes into Incredible. her her next husband. Uh, Joe oh. Bullion, because she actually kind of did that with him. Who? Uh, Joe Bullion. Bullion? I'm, again, Bullion. butchering the French. <laughs> um, Whatever yeah. name you say, I'll just like, try to say yeah. it in a more French way. Yeah, you probably overdo it badly. Bullion. Bullion. He was a handsome. <laughs> he was a prodigy. He won first prize in violin at the Paris Conservatory, but he oh, fell in love with jazz. Um, before the war, he had his own orchestra, but during, the, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was very, hot. he was actually very hot. Super hot. But during the war, he would play for a Nazi controlled uh, radio in Paris because, I mean, that's, you, in order not to get killed by the Germans, he was like, I have to play along. Mm-hmm. But because of that, people thought he was a collaborator. Uh. So he was um, just trying to survive. He was trying to survive. Yeah. Or at least that's what he claims. Sure. Um, who knows? So Josephine told him that, she could have this go all away if he plays with her 
like with the association with her while she's doing the spy stuff. Mm -hmm. So he becomes part of her orchestra. Wow. But because they're not getting paid, so she has to like sell a bunch of her own stuff to make sure the other musicians get paid because he doesn't get paid. Mm. Yeah. It would have been nice to have those five million francs. <laughs> exactly. Jean Lyon. Jean Lyon. She had no money. Jean Lyon. Often sell her jewels to pay the musicians because. Oh. She got a lot of those jewels from apparently these rich guys. Yeah. She was also fucking. So I guess exactly. she, could, she could sell Real. those and not feel. Real quick, it, yeah. I just did a quick Google search of like uh, how much money that would be today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, so a million dollars in 1930 equals about a little under 15 million. <gasps> in oh 2017. my God. 40, no. no. Now that's, that's in USD. Yeah, what's in francs? So, so I don't know about francs, but it's probably just as horrifying. So 15 times five. Times five. <laughs> and that's how much. <laughs> oh my God. Like, wh- how? How? Is that 75? In a, in a year, do the math. In, a, in a year, in one year, not even for like the length of the marriage, <gasps> which was also God. short. Oh my God, um, he was just like, give. That's why he's moved his parents, and he's like, I, I don't know how I can spend. This. You need <laughs> help to help me. me spend money. So seventy-five million dollars. Oh my God. Seventy-five million. Man, she Insane. was very wealthy. She's very wealthy. Yeah, she's she's fucking crushing it. She was uh, the first African American to star in a major motion picture. <laughs> Oh, nice. Um, I, I watched this movie, The French Way, which was um, a Paris, uh, it was a French uh, comedy about the World War II bombings. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was like a bunch of meat cutes and bomb shelters. Pretty soon um, for that. Though. It was filmed right? in 1940. It was, they were just, they were like, what's going on right now yeah. that's topical that we can write about? Trying to ride that wave. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was like, it was just so amazing to see because she's, it, the part was clearly written for her mm-hmm. and she's playing a successful like showgirl. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, she has like maids and shit. She, uh, she buys this apartment. Like it's just never a thing that she's a super wealthy, successful black woman mm-hmm. in a way that like it's still refreshing to see that yeah. in American yeah. cinema mm. it to just like watch a movie and be like oh wow like Carrie Washington was the boss and it wasn't even no one made a thing about it yeah it right. wasn't stated still refreshing now and just to see that in a movie yeah. filmed in 1940 it's like man um, we have not gone as far as I sort of thought we did mm. and and was this an American movie or was it a French movie? It was movie? a French movie yeah. um, that it like it came out in America like 16 years later. <laughs> yeah, I was curious. <laughs> it did get delayed in France because of the war, but she was, some of her first movies were very like this exotic woman from the Indies, but like she was eventually doing movies that were like, no, she's just a successful French busy, like entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, her <laughs> career and her life is just like totally extraordinary in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, I just want to ask an, uh, when she was being a spy, she would often smuggle uh, documents by just, like, putting them in her undergarments. Because she's like, well, obviously, it was very dangerous, but who's going to strip such Josephine Baker? Come on. I'm <laughs> a fucking... So it's like if... Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's, it's, it's like if amazing. someone were like... Uh, the Beatles, you can't come in here until we see what... They're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, show us your drawers. Yeah. No. 
No. Also, there was like invisible ink on the music sheets. Oh, yeah, sheets. they would write. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Ooh, like real that's, spy stuff. That's spy? Yeah. She, uh, that, the her recruiter would uh, pose as her assistant, so we'd have to like follow her around. Mm. <laughs> she was, of course, movie. sleeping with him. She was sleeping with everyone. <laughs> I want a movie just about like this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like I watched a movie about her. It's years, you know, it's an older movie. I don't even remember if this was part of the movie or not, but I feel like there should be a movie that's just about this. Oh, yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Every part of her life was so it's, it's, interesting yeah. and dynamic. Let's make it a series. And she Let's got, really get into yeah. it. Yeah. She got, like, a France's highest honor for her service in the war, because, like, in addition to this, she was working in the Red Cross. She was helping people. She was donating her time. She wow. was getting people out of dangerous countries. What a way to use your privilege and uh, your power. Yeah. Absolutely. In the best way, in the, uh, one of the worst times. Yeah. Really like, impressive. Yeah. She fully didn't have to do this. She was getting invited to... Uh, parties from the Axis powers because that's how fucking famous she was is that mm. like Mussolini wanted to see her like sure. mm-hmm. SS officers would buy her drinks like that's how fun yeah. like she was so famous it transcended all this other shit and she was using that for good and she was using it so generously yeah yeah and putting herself in danger absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. she didn't have to she could have just fucked off with all her money mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> Um, so she was yeah. very cool, and I yeah. think um, fighting Nazis is very sexy of her. <laughs> yes. yes, true, very sexy. Um, let's just we're gonna finish off yeah, with yeah. Joe. Joe was actually bisexual, but preferred men. But that did not stop Josephine because <laughs> she was fully in love with him. I know that the they got together because she he would bring his lover on tour. Oh, is he the violinist? Yeah, he's a oh, violinist. Okay. Was, okay. Yeah, we're backing back to Joe. Yeah, the, I think uh, there was a joke of she, like, she the, married him because he had an orchestra and she needed an orchestra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she also was, I think she also was assessed that he didn't want to want her at first. <laughs> like, she's Yeah, that's like, attractive. Yeah. 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 And the most attractive woman in at, the world. At one point when they were traveling, she, she brought a woman along with her and tried to make him jealous. Which kind of worked. Ah. <laughs> Which, yeah, they were like, he, she was like, well, if you're going to bring your lover, I'm going to bring my lover. But I don't think they actually were lovers. She was just this <laughs> woman that she was like flirting with. But in the in the notes, in the book that um, her son wrote, the woman was talking about like, she would put her hand, uh, have my, put my hand on her breast. And I was, I'm like, that's how far I took it. I didn't want to go any farther. <laughs> But they would, like, share the bed together to make Joe um, jealous. Mm. So eventually they do get married, Joe and Josephine. Uh, In 1947, on her 41st birthday, which was still not legal because (laughs) she... Never got got divorced. (laughs) Man. Um, But it did last for 30 years. Wow. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, He was the good one. He was... It was more like uh, they they did sleep together in the beginning, but then it was just kind of just a, a relationship, like a almost a friendship, a friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah they um, adopted. So Josephine, uh, now that she's had her hyster- her hysterectomy, can't have children. Sure, definitively, mm-hmm. she wants to adopt kids, but not just like a kid. She uh, she ends up adopting twelve children. <gasps> wow, and she um she like is seeking out children of. Every ethnicity <laughs> or religious background. Well, she I wonder can think where of. Angelina like, Jolie got that yeah. idea. It's, it's different. She says that she got ethnicities it. from <laughs> Josephine Baker. Really? Well, I'm ah. right by yes. saying she, that. Yeah, she like guesses at stuff too. Like yeah. she like wants a she wants like a Jewish kid. So she's like, and you're Jewish now. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm I wasn't 
before and she's like but this is your new life <laughs> yeah she does that with all her children it's like you're gonna just have a, this religion now just, which yeah. i don't know how you oh, keep weird. that straight but yeah i wonder why um wh- so why the religion part and well she to like for, she to called force it, um, that she called people. them the rainbow tribe and she wanted to um basically because she was so public raise children of, of from like every different background mm-hmm. together to show like sort of as a as a utopia. demonstration of global mm-hmm. unity gotcha. as like a utopian concept which i think is an admirable concept it's weird <laughs> that she just decided these weird things for her kids yeah um but he also they got to be adopted by a very rich person and live in a mansion yeah we're all messed up by our parents <laughs> yeah sure. all of our parents just decide a religion <laughs> for us that's uh, that's true it's uh yeah. it's weird it comes from a good place um and i think also it comes from her not really knowing her father and so having this thing of like maybe i am spanish maybe i'm maybe i'm part asian maybe I, like i don't know <laughs> yeah she would every time she got married she would say that her father was a different person and a different ethnicity anyway yeah. so wow they also all the kids had joe's last name joe bolian's last name so wow. it was their children mm. that's yeah. why they were together yeah for so long mm. taking care of their 12 yeah. 12 wow. children bakers well, not bakers dozen just a yeah. dozen why didn't they get the 13 Jean-Claude who ended up writing a bunch of who wrote a book about Josephine who uh, we're getting a lot of this information from was kind of like her ward because they met when he was 14 and she kind of like unofficially took him in and then when he was like 20 she like adopted him I don't know how that works okay Meh. Um, maybe, maybe more of like a gesture that, that, yeah mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just sort of a, a, a kid she was fond of. He's the one who did a lot of these interviews uh, with yeah. her lovers, which is a weird thing to be like, my adopted mom. But he was like 14. But yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I guess it's a different, it's a, it's a different of, dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, um, Joe decamps without divorcing Josephine, which doesn't matter because they weren't married anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Argentina, where he establishes a new life as a restaurateur. <laughs> Um, just bailing on those 12 yeah. kids. Wow. <laughs> just in the orchestra and like he's Went just. Argentina. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, he was, I, they weren't like, they didn't really have a relationship anyway. He was sleeping with other men and she was sleeping yeah. with other people. So Yeah, but then it's like just stick around France so you can be a father to these <laughs> 12 kids who have <laughs> your last name. I imagine yeah. that was also overwhelming they you know, they also they like ran an estate while the kids lived like publicly and people could oh, come yeah. visit and see the kids living in unity Ooh. Oh, yeah. this is getting a little yeah. uh, michael jackson yeah. Yeah. Oh. who among Not us would abuse, become just in the, like this is the magic eccentric. perfect place come <laughs> look at it do tours of neverland it's like yeah i mean i get want her wanting to be like a shining example Mm-hmm. to like yeah. normalize this kind of thing but right. yeah. yeah if you could like pay admission and see the children that's <laughs> very much like a zoo yeah. also human beings mm-hmm. that you're putting on display yeah but she also didn't really have parents who yeah, true. really no cared about her or took care of her so yeah. she doesn't have a, an example so late in life she became a real civil rights activist because she kind of um she felt like maybe she had left america behind and she, uh, she even spoke on the March in Washington. Um, I think she was the only woman speaker. And she talked about how, like, she's been invited to, like, the White House 
into the houses of kings and all over the world, but she can't go into a hotel and order a cup of coffee and that uh, in America. And uh, so she got very involved in civil rights. She was never very careful with her money, and she became sort of um she ended up losing her big estate. Uh, her good friend Grace Kelly just put her up in one of her chateaus. Ooh. She was living a yeah. Oh, helpful to have rich yeah. friends. Sixties, <laughs> she did kind of this um this comeback tour. So at age sixty eight, wow. she did this big comeback show. Um, this big retrospective on her fifty year long career. So there's this huge show, packed house. All these celebrities come. Grace Kelly, like I said. Jackie Onassis, like Mick Jagger's there. Um, <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a huge success. Um, she produced her ass off. Um, four days later, she is found in bed having had a stroke in the night and slipped into wow. a coma um, and died. But that's 68. Uh, still yeah. going out a, a star. Yeah. yeah. Still loved by everyone. That was her yeah. real farewell tour. Yeah. 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 She got it. That's yeah, incredible. She lived a hell of a life, yeah. and she she was crushing it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. To leave you off with a quote from Josephine, her her friend Bobby Mitchell used to claim that she liked the big dick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she used to tell you that, and Josephine would go, it isn't what you have, it's how you use it. <laughs> and oh, no, if you no, don't have it. Josephine. Yeah, yeah. Josephine. And she's they like, said to Josephine, it's not what you have, it's uh, how you use it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, how you use it. And she said, and if you don't have it, you can't use it. <laughs> Sassy. And that's Josephine. Great. I love her. <laughs> so we do Fuck, Mary Kill with mm-hmm. the people that we just talked about. And we're going to choose Josephine Baker, Pepito, and Joe Bullion. So okay. I mean, we're going to kill the count. Right. Yeah. Even without seeing. Okay, oh, I do want to see that's this. Joe. This is the last one. Look at He looks nice. Yeah. yeah. The longest marriage. Also, how he's very well lit from above. Yeah. That's yeah. Shiny. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so shiny. <laughs> Love he it. He knew his light. <laughs> Joe. He looks like a sweetie. Mm-hmm. Here's Josephine and her famous uh, banana dance oh. outfit. Hence the fruit question. Yeah. Hence the fruit question. Yeah, she has a famous uh, dance where she's topless and she's wearing a skirt of bananas. Um, it's clearly coming from a pretty racist space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, if you watch a video, like, she, she's so good that it, like, transcends how racist it is. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bad setup. It's a bad setup. But she is turning in a great performance regardless. <laughs> Got it. Oh. Pe- the Count Pepito. Oh my God, this he is looks not what I imagine. Yeah, at all. He looks like a guy who'd lie about being a count. I mean, this yeah. picture is like just he looks like su- like he's about to twirl his little mustache, <laughs> and looking to the side, and you know, doing a little. I mean, this he looks another. Sad. It's he. That's how he always was. That's another picture. Is he holding yeah. a little doll of Josephine? Yeah, Josephine had dolls of herself. That was very popular. Get that merch. Yeah, love it. Yeah, she yeah. started. Merch, yeah, basically. Great. Um, but yeah, he does look like uh, a silent film star, like villain. Like he's he going to tie you really. to the tracks. I definitely <laughs> like did a play with somebody who looks like him in my early 20s and hooked up with him a few times. Really? Somebody okay. that looks like this because he was kind of like, yeah, mm. the face. <laughs> was, it, was he a count? Yeah. Uh, he? No, he, was he your I manager? think was an alcoholic. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, 
he, I, I think he, he turned you it he around. Was- he was very, you know, he definitely had that thing of like, you know, he had this like kind of sexy vibe, but like also like troubled. Mm-hmm. Like we went, like we would all, after every rehearsal, we, I was like 22. It's like after every rehearsal, we'd, you know, go to a bar and like hang out or whatever. And then like one night he like gotten into some fight and like got like hit in the face he like started he would just get angry and like start something and i remember like and he was like a he was like five five (laughs) (laughs) and um and i like went over and i like iced his hand and i was like this is this is hot and then it's like no it's like i'm just young and this is this is not hot this is a person who's (laughs) troubled but he was like yeah i i don't even know if we had sex we just like made out and like i don't know anyway did he make himself your manager? Yeah, that's what I was going to um, yeah. You know, he he should have because, <laughs> I mean. Your star is on the rise. exploding right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time out of your rising star <laughs> to do our podcast. Yes. <laughs> right. It means so much. <laughs> no, but thank God. He definitely didn't have his, his shit together at all. Yeah. But I think he's doing better now, guys. Good. And, nice. I, and I don't have any regrets. Oh, I right. mean, yeah, early twenties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it was like it was like such a stereotype of a person who's like, I'm like an artist, and I'm like troubled, and like I don't know, I got into a fight, and I need you to come and ice my hand. <laughs> oh my and it's like it's like what's going on? I just like graduated from college. I'm like, this is being in real life. <laughs> you know. It's just like the movies. It's just like the movies. That's yeah. healthy. And you're like, this is a fucking stereotype. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I can save him. Yeah, and it's I like, know. actually, no, I'm I'm going to end this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to kill Pepito. I think we all kind of agree yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I'm, I'm going to have sex with Josephine. Same. I mean... She seemed like she was good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care to marry Joe, but that's the last. Yeah. But, like, it was a long relationship. Something must have worked about it. Yeah. I know he, like, abandoned children, but, like, <laughs> besides that. <laughs> I guess, you know, he was busy with his men. And he's just sure. a lovely yep. marriage. Let each other do what maybe they want. Maybe yeah. I sleep with Joe be in the hopes that, like, we both get there and we're like, we don't need to do this. And then I can marry Josephine. <laughs> oh, and then like spend we, we mutually, yeah, yeah. I think she I can still marry Josephine. I mean, because yeah. like, yeah, she definitely wouldn't be faithful, but she'd be a good, she'd be good company. You know, she yeah. seems yeah, she'd be really so, fun to be she's around. So fun. We get to go like on tour. We'd have sex when she feels like having sex with me, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think yeah. okay. a cheetah out of it too, which is and my you dream. Get a cheetah. I want nothing more than a pet, <laughs> a cheetah. pet cheetah. All right, I'm, you've convinced me. <laughs> well, she's just so successful, and she's also really nice to her spouses, and she'll like like she does let us have some money. We would be responsible with it, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, we'd make sure like we don't let our family into the yeah. estate. Yeah, there yeah. Were she would not be responsible with it. I want to be clear about that. She also, anytime anyone asks for money, she's like, sure. Okay, so maybe <laughs> we could also help you responsible, yeah. and no. we just like be like, hey, like maybe like we don't charge admission to our children's zoo. <laughs> we just like have them be children, and we can like, raise them different religions. But let's just like cool it on people watching, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like I feel like that would be like a fun. I don't know. I also I just have to point out. I feel like did they just have. 12 religion teachers living at the estate alone? She because was that's guessing so a lot, I think. I think there was a all lot of the holidays. Guessing. 
<laughs> like, how do you like keep how many holidays track? of all the different religions and like be practicing and like if they were really doing this? Because I feel like if they had people coming to watch them, like they're going to make sure that they right. are have you know have knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's why I'm like. <laughs> There's just so many holidays. It's very difficult. Yeah, a lot to keep track of. A lot to keep track of. They had a staff. They were, at this time, very wealthy. I mean, yeah. my parents couldn't keep our names straight. And there's yeah. only oh four of us. Yeah. <laughs> How do you I respond to any straight. woman's name. Yeah. Any woman's name, I'll turn around because I have three sisters. And you just, you just, you. if someone yells a name, you, yeah. you go. You go to yeah. the kitchen you and you siblings. find out what's up. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, so now we move on to the pickup line portion. I'll start us off with a freebie. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, baby, I can't live without you. You're looking at your new manager. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Try it in L.A. Could work. I need a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, are you Josephine Baker? Because I'd let you behind my enemy lines. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. I just have a, I'm really good at making bananas dance. If you want to. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> nice. Is that um? Is that sixteen bananas on your skirt? <laughs> yeah, or are you exactly. just happy to see me? <laughs> and it's officially better than my banana pickup line. Ooh, no, I want to hear it. Let's only do banana pickup lines. <laughs> now I can can't unhear yours. Uh, so I'm just yeah. <laughs> there's so many banana pickup lines. Sarah's dying laughing right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's got to be like a boat thing, like <laughs> like let's go. Cruising. <laughs> let's, let's go cruising. Come back to my uh, chateau and I'll show you my cheetah. Oh, that's, that's a good, good one. What? And then it's just a really just actual animal yeah. standing there. I think so. There's the yeah. cheetah. She gets it. She starts taking her clothes off. Was the cheetah? <laughs> I was promised a cheetah. I know we just met, but I've already made a press announcement. And we're married. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And you're actually my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Besides my two previous legal husbands, you're the only man in my life. (laughs) I did my banana dance. Now you do yours. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Historical Hookups. Honora Talbot, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. much fun real quick is there anything you want to plug anything you want people to check out where can they find you well you can find me if literally on the most googleable name because (laughs) my name's spelled weird nice h-o-n-o-r-a i have a website i don't update but i also have an instagram honora the explorer and yeah i'm super excited when i when i finish this short film it's called gen xx and i would love for people to check it out. This is historical hookups, but this is like future future oh, hookups. Hopefully what will be <laughs> yeah. history at some point when women are ruling the world. Yes. Um, yeah. So please check that out when you have a chance. And right. when I I mean that's not it doesn't even exist yet. Just know mm-hmm. that Gen XX is something that's going to exist. Yeah. You know yes. by the time this comes out, who's to say? <laughs> who's yeah. to say? Yeah. 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 But this has been a blast. Oh, great. It's been so lovely having you here. And I learned so much, you guys. Yay. I mean, I feel like this is just what a, I mean, honestly, Josephine Baker, what a, what an extraordinary life in every way. And this was just a snippet. Like, yeah, yeah, I encourage all the listeners to go and just 
research her life. There's so much that we did. Oh my god, yeah. Didn't even touch on. I think we've like peaked as far as historical figures go because she was just yeah, just always doing something awesome. She's yeah. a badass and like she every she like broke boundaries every single step of the way and then actually used her her money and privilege to be a fucking hero mm-hmm. during World War II. Yeah, and then yeah. in the civil rights movement in America too. Yeah, she's like a huge French hero. Uh, like she got a twenty-one gun salute when she in a funeral. She was a big fucking deal, and America doesn't give a shit about her because she left America. <laughs> yep, yeah, for because, good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yes, if you're listening in America, um, you owe Josephine at least a Google, at least a Google. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. I've been Lauren. I've been Sarah. Melinda. Savannah. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Please make sure to rate and subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Historical Hookups, Facebook at Historical Hookups, and Twitter at Historical Hooks. Tell us who you'd fuck, marry, or kill via social media. And if you have an episode idea, email us suggestions to historicalhookupspod at gmail.com.